0: You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the role of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what's good, everybody? Goodness! If you only knew what time of day it was that your girl right here was actually recording this episode, you'll be surprised! Because, man, okay, so, long story short, today your girl had a relatively long day at work and i honestly thought to myself okay i'm super dedicated to tko of course like every single week like i have to do tko regardless of how much work i have uh like how many different things i have going on tko the show must go on you (laughs) you hear me so having considered all those things i even thought to myself uh, okay, you know, I have to be stuck at work for a couple more hours and it is indeed getting later in the day and usually we submit our episodes um, a little bit earlier before it actually gets broadcasted every Thursday at 4 p.m. at CFRU. Um, so uh, the timing, like it, it had to be done, but I actually thought to myself, Maybe I should just record from my office at work. Which I was very, very close to doing so. However, I did not. But, you know, we're still doing this. I'm back at home, thankfully. Home sweet home. But uh, I just brought that up because, uh, first of all, okay, yeah. So two things I want to point out. Um, This is how dedicated we are to the show. And uh, once again... Even if there's an apocalypse happening outside, be just rest assured. Every Thursday at four PM on CFRU ninety three point three FM, and if not on, uh, like wherever you get your podcast from online, TKO will always be there. Okay, so like, oh my gosh, I just, (laughs) I just imagine how funny will be outside. Just imagine the zombie apocalypse being on just ongoing outside and us doing TKO and like <laughs> like the champion of zombies just fighting Conor McGregor. Can you I mean honestly I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing in the future. But uh once again, this is how dedicated we are to the show. And uh, we will always be here for y'all, TKO Nation. One love. All right. Okay. So that was the first thing I wanna say. But also um Oh, I forget, man. I honestly forget. So, uh, I I just guess overall, this is one of the good things about the pandemic because you know we don't necessarily have to be bound to a certain location to deliver our content to to every single one of you. As long as we have access to uh, proper equipment, we can technically record or show from any place, anytime. So because of that reason, um, I, I just feel like it would will, it will still be interesting if I did get to do the show from a different location. I mean, who knows, maybe it will happen in the future. And considering that your girl right here is in grad school and things are just getting started, uh, I would not be surprised if that actually did happen in the future. So um, regardless, I'm just, I'm very, very sure that it will be very fun. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's what's been going on for the past uh, few hours. But yeah, don't worry right now. I'm back into my quote-unquote home studio. And uh, yeah, let's do this. And uh, P.S. I usually go to bed pretty early. But uh, right now, uh, this is te- technically considered my bedtime. So uh, we'll see how I hold up. But, um, you know, my other concern is actually <laughs> how I will be going back to bed because uh, every single time I do TKO, I get so hyped up from the content that we talk about on our show that I either have to get back to doing t- doing work to the, to the end of the night or I actually have to like go and do a really intense workout. That's how hyped I get. But, um, you know, maybe I'll just meditate a little bit after TKO and uh, get ready for bed. But, okay, enough of all of that. Um, Like always, there's just so much happening in the world of combat sports right now. So this past weekend, we had UFC 258 happening. Uh, It was a very, very good card. Specifically talking about... The main event uh, of the evening, which was for the welterweight championship um, belt of the world, Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns. That was a very interesting fight. Um, the outcome, I didn't necessarily expect it the way it, it played out. However, um, after the fact, and this is going to sound a little bit vague right now, but I will definitely get into it in more detail in a few seconds. But... Um, it, it, it kind of made sense after the fact, after the decision was announced, everything just started clicking, at least in my mind. And uh, I will actually, this is a good segue to um, kind of uh, allude into why I think, uh, who uh, the, the person, <laughs> not to give too much away, the person who won that battle between Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns, aka. Kamar Usman, haha, the winner Kamar Usman, why I think um, he f- number one, he deserves to be the champion at the welterweight division. no doubt about that. With that win, he essentially solidified his position in the in the division, but also his position in the entire UFC roster. And uh, essentially, what the, the performance that he put on on Saturday night against Gilbert Gilbert Burns, excuse me, um, he just uh, essentially shut down all the haters. If you already had doubts about how good of an MMA fighter Kamaru Usman was, I will highly suggest. That you go back and watch that fight against <laughs> Gilbert Burns. <laughs> because. Uh, okay. Enough of that preview. Because I really do want to talk about that in more detail. Um, so uh, yeah. just I'm just going to put that thought on hold for a few seconds. But some of the other things we want to talk about today on the show. Uh, of course we do have another fight night coming up. The Saturday night. Uh, the whole okay, so this one's going to be really, really good, everybody. I would highly recommend that you, um, specifically mark it down in your calendars because we're going to be having another clash of Titans, um, uh, some heavyweight Titans in this case. So, Curtis Blades, top contender in the heavyweight division in the UFC, is going to be fighting off against another uh, top contender who's a heavyweight. Derek Lewis, goodness! These two guys are just so good, and um, they've been um, so—they've uh, been uh, at the at the same status that they they are in right now for for a hot minute now, meaning that. Sure, like they they need to possess some, uh, some set of skills, some set of um, special abilities to maintain their position in such a competitive weight division. And so because of that, this is definitely gonna be one of those exciting fights that you definitely do not wanna miss on Saturday night. So that's gonna be the main event. For UFC Fight Nights in Vegas. The co-main event is also pretty interesting. Because um, uh, it's actually... You guys already know how much I love our wonderful women fighters. So we're going to be having a women's bantamweight bout. Between uh, Ketlin Vieira from Brazil. Who's fighting off against Yana Kunitskaya. And Yana we haven't seen fight in so so long. And Ketlin, I think she... She did fight a a few months ago, uh, but regardless, this is going to be very exciting, especially because um, I I do feel like the women's bantamweight division has been a little bit, uh, just a tad bit dormant recently. Um, Yes, we we always have exciting fights whenever the champion of this weight division is involved, whenever Amanda Nunes is um, fighting. However, I feel like uh, the matchmakers just haven't been putting in a, a lot of work when it comes to matching up other talented ladies in this weight division. And again, just to remind you guys, this the, the Banta weight division, the, the 135-pound weight division, um, was the first ever weight division that was created for women in the UFC with the pioneer person, um, who essentially like who was the first ever woman to be signed to the UFC and to simultaneously become the champion at the Banta division was of course the one and only Ronda Rousey, my all-time favorite female fighter in the world and my my role model essentially. Um, but that's, that's a different story for another day. But um, I'm just saying like I, just to emphasize – how um how how the bantamweight division for women started and uh, how it's been where it's going but how uh we all think it 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 should be improved with regards to matchups and keeping the 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 division more active so that more uh, more women more talented women get to um, just uh, showcase and display The unique set of uh, Fighting skills that they have And all that good stuff So yeah that is That is going to be our co-main event For this UFC fight nights, Ketlin Vieira versus Yana Kunitskaya. So that's going to be interesting um, Just Very very fast Scrolling through this main card I do come across some uh, some familiar names, one of them being Alexei Olinik, who is an uh, wow, okay. So, yes, this is going to be a heavyweight bout that he's going to be fighting in. He's going to be fighting off against Chris, uh, cows da- And I apologize if I butchered that name, but um, this this bout in particular is very exciting because Alexei Olinik, he is one in a kind, um, he's had his um, uh, combined record for uh, his professional fights. So, let, okay, you guys just do the math for yourself. Unfortunately, my brain is just too fried right now. But, yes, so he's had 59 wins. He's had 13 losses and one no contest. Now, just add all of those up. That is the... Total number number of professional MMA fights that Alexei Olenek has had so far. And if that didn't impress you enough, well, let me tell you this. Um, He's a very, very um, uh, talented and uh, unique Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Some of the moves that he's demonstrated, some of the submission moves that he's demonstrated in, in his fights... They had never been attempted successfully attempted before inside the octagon, but he is the only person who well he was a he was the first person to do it and to be successful at it and to make record because of it and uh, for other people to essentially look back on all the amazing jujitsu uh, submissions that. Um, Alexei Oleinik would do and they would essentially just try to uh, mimic him in their fights because that's how good that's how perfect uh, those um, submissions were by Alexei Oleinik. so yes he is going to be fighting this Saturday and you do not want to miss this bout that he's going to be having and the other familiar name that I just came across is another phenomenal heavyweight, the former heavyweight champion of the UFC from uh, a while ago. Um, who does not love Andrei Arlovsky? Uh, Andre Arlovsky is back, ladies and gentlemen, and he's going to be... Uh, so he is he is going to be our main card opener, which is always awesome. I, I just love the fact that... Uh, not Alexey Olenek, excuse me, Andrei Lovsky is still active in the UFC. Andrei Olavsky has been fighting uh, MMA for over 20 years, and this is just unbelievable that he still has that drive in him, that he still has that passion in him, and uh, that he's actively fighting uh, fresh blood, like young blood, in the UFC. So shout out to him. He is going to be fighting this Saturday night, and um, if you could pick up a pattern here, yes, we, we uh, on this particular card, we do have a few extra uh, heavyweight fights, like more than usual, which is always good because if you if you have been catching up with TKO. Then you probably uh, like this goes without saying that uh, my personal opinion has always been that the UFC doesn't always uh, put as much effort into matching guys against each other when it comes to the heavyweight division, unless it's a championship bout. And I feel like right now they're definitely trying to redeem themselves. I mean, already on the main card you have, yeah. So you have three heavyweight bouts on this card, which is awesome, and they're all uh, featuring very, very uh, talented fighters, even former champions and potential future champions. Uh, so because of that, I really do applaud them. Uh, and you, you guys already know when we're talking heavyweights. You, yeah, you just cannot blink because there is just so much power inside the cage once heavyweights are fighting, and uh, someone can just throw one shot that might look normal or mediocre. But if the opponent isn't careful enough, and that shot is actually completely absorbed by the other person, then they will 100% go down and there's always a higher knockout rate whenever we're talking heavyweight bouts. So because of all those reasons, make sure you catch up with UFC Fight Night. Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. Okay, it's going to be interesting. Uh, One other thing that I do want to say about this um, main event I do believe that whoever wins this fight will potentially get matched up against the winner of um, okay so side notes right now the current champion at the heavyweight division Steven Miocic um, is uh, supposed to be fighting the other top contender uh, in in the division Francis and That that has been a guaranteed rematch so whoever wins this fight between Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis on Saturday night will potentially face off against that, uh, the winner of the bout between Francis Ngannou and um, Stipe Miocic. That's a given and um, because there's, there's nobody else. Well, of course, everybody's pretty talented in the heavyweight division, but even considering the rankings right now, so Kurt- Curtis Blaze is currently number two and Derek Lewis is the number four contender in the heavyweight division. Whoever wins this will become the number... T- I want to say number two or number one, but again, we just have to wait and see how that bout between Francis Ngannou and Stephen Miocic will go and then the rankings will just adjust themselves accordingly. But ultimately... Uh, do not be surprised if you do see the winner of this bout on Saturday night fight off against the winner of Francis Ngannou versus Siba Miocic. Alright. You heard it here first. Yeah, let me just put it that way. Alright, so make sure you catch up with that fight night on Saturday. Uh, yes, yeah, so now I really do want to talk about that Kamaru Usman and Gilbert Burns fight. And just overall um, about people... you know how people sometimes underestimate people other people who are just so good at what they do but somehow people still manage to hate on them right i feel like this is the exact story of kamara usman kamara usman um just to give you guys a little bit of background um when he came to the ufc he came from a very very strong wrestling background so he was a collegiate wrestler and uh once he started fighting in the ufc at the time and we had our champion tyron woodley who was also a very strong wrestler he also came from a very strong wrestling background so we had woodley we had colby covington who's also a very strong wrestler in the division We had um, uh, other top contenders like Jorge Masvidal. We had Damian Maya, who's a jiu-jitsu mastermind in the 170-pound weight division and the welterweight division. So all these people uh, were active uh, when Kamaru Usman initially entered the UFC, initially made his debut in the UFC. So he was still considered fresh blood compared to all those guys that I just mentioned. But you know, I, I, I said I, I um purposefully brought up the names of those guys just to put into perspective how competitive the welterweight division was and still is to this day. And just so you guys kind of can visualize uh the, the field uh, uh, the field that Kamar Usman kind of put steps step forward into and what sort of contenders he had to like he he saw all these guys and he in his mind he's like I have to face off against these guys in order to be the champion and uh, I'm sorry spoiler alert uh, he actually did face all those guys and guess what happened he actually won all those guys won one against all those guys and if that doesn't impress you enough, uh, as of right now, he is undefeated uh, in his professional record. Now, again, let's just step back for a minute because I did tell you guys Khmer Usman receives a lot of hate. Now, why is that? I'll tell you exactly why. So. Kamara Usman is probably one of the strongest welterweight, not contenders, one of the strongest welterweights ever in this in the history of, uh, the 70 seventy uh, seventy pound weight division across all MMA. Okay, and I really, I I really say this, uh, truthfully and genuinely because he truly is, and this is because, yes, I did tell you that. Uh, Kamaru Usman comes from a very strong wrestling background but uh, to, to this day he's put in so much work that even his striking even his kickboxing even his jiu-jitsu have um, improved to such a great level that I can easily with the ease of mind say Kamaru Usman is a over, uh, is overly a well-rounded mixed martial mixed martial artist if not beyond that and if you don't believe me go back and watch the fight that he had this past saturday against gilbert burns because again a lot of people even a lot of commentators a lot of analysts they predicted that kamar usman was going to rely on his forte being wrestling people still didn't have Full belief of what Kamar Usman was capable of as a fighter, as an MMA fighter. Yet, see what he did to Gilbert Burns. What did he do to Gilbert? Well, the fight started. He The, the, the two guys were just going at it. Just throwing combinations, nasty combinations, which were being absorbed by... Both guys, and at one point, Kamara Usman he received a nasty shot that uh, made him lose his balance. He even went down to the canvas. He was knocked down to the canvas, but he got back up. Good for him. Okay, what happened after that? Kamara Usman he has he has the eyes of an eagle. Essentially, um, he sees very carefully and uh, clearly the shot that he's about to throw. So if you do look at um the way that he throws his combinations, they look very very clean and they look ninety nine point nine percent accurate whenever he throws them. And so when he sees exactly where he's about to throw his punches, and uh, he he is the one who's in control of how much power he should put into every punch, well just put the two get excuse me put the two together and what you get is a kill shot and you don't you don't want that kill shot in a championship fight (laughs) right because you as much as possible you just want to stay away from those shots you you want to stay um uh, outside the 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 boxing range with uh, someone like Kamaru Usman and try to if possible try to uh, quickly move forward throw your own shots and then step backwards immediately so that he even even though he's trying to throw his shots his shots aren't um absorbed by you but could you really do that against someone like Kamir Usman it's tricky because in addition to all those things that I just said Kamar Usman also possesses power and agility um so I feel like everything I'm just saying just adds adds so much more flavor to how uh to that well rounded mixed martial, martial artist um uh noun that I just said trying to describe Khmer Usman because he truly is one and um it's just unbelievable. And also unbelievable to me that people are still doubting him. But uh, what he did, thankfully, what he did on Saturday night, and again, uh, not to, the fact that I'm saying all these things is, is not to bash Gilbert Burns for his loss, absolutely not. The fact that he was able to knock down someone like Kamaru Usman, that was a huge victory by itself, and I'm sure um, he will come back stronger from this and uh Gilbert Burns he's definitely no one to underestimate himself and uh, I could totally see in the future the two running it back again as as a rematch uh because he's a very potent contender in the welterweight division and I would love to see what he will do again uh if he faces Kamaru the second time but going back to Kamaru um and yeah just like how first of all how much he's improved since his first fight in the UFC uh, how much diversity he's added to his uh, game plan in every single fight I feel like every, every single fight we're seeing the evolution of Kamar Usman uh, progress and so essentially what I'm saying is with every fight that he adds to his record the better he gets and there's nobody who can stop him right now in the welterweight division so what is next for kamar usman should he move up or uh, or move down a weight division to to fight contenders i would say um he should probably stay in the division for another two three fights and after he's completely dominated over everybody in the 170 pound division i would love to see him fight against someone someone so legendary like George St-Pierre honestly and I know a lot of people argue that okay this wouldn't be fair because George St-Pierre GSB he's not in his prime anymore blah 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 but who else has been this good at the welterweight division it's been only GSB okay and uh I, I mean I know it's a little bit dreamy at this point but I mean, who knows if the fans want it, the matchmakers will definitely make it happen. So again, I would love to see Kamar Usman fight off against George St-Pierre in the future. I just want to see how that will play out. Maybe I'll just play it on the PlayStation or something. Just like some, some sort of a fantasy fight. But uh, if it happened in real life, that would be Gucci. All right, so, oh, I talk so much. All right, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. You guys, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes, and you can also go to Spotify and iTunes to download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Janon, right here, and this is TKO. Peace out.